All right, so we are back, all right? And we are going to be talking about how Jesus does not provide a safe space, all right? And what I mean by that, I mean the fact that he doesn't shield you from trouble, all right? As Christians, you know, we're meant to go through hard times, especially uh, when you're in this world that is full of deceit, lies, and crooked systems. And uh, as a Christian, we are to show the light and come against evil. And by doing that, you will lose family at times, friends, or even a marriage, okay? And that is the reality. And of course, you do have false doctrine out there that will be touted and saying that you are lying, but you're going by the Bible and they're going by false doctrine and heresies that many believe today. It's the same fight back in the early church that we have today. That at one one day, that one day we may have to pay with our own blood. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, please bless the reading of this uh, podcast and to help those who have an ear to hear, to hear. And for those who want to try and disrupt this, close their mouths as you closed the mouths of lions when Daniel was in the lion's den. In Jesus' name, amen. What did Jesus mean that we will have trouble in this world? I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. John chapter 16, verse 33. As we remain in him, we will have our peace no matter what troubles come our way. All over the earth, there's always someone suffering, praying for relief and peace. Oftentimes, we only see what is presented in front of us. What we see sinks into our minds and can sometimes work our way into our hearts. Right now, the earth is still going through troubled times. Therefore, peace has been replaced by fear because the only thing the world can see through this tribulation is <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, is fear. Jesus, the son of God, went through hell on earth to give us peace beyond this world. So if Jesus did that for us and is still alive today in us, then we have no reason to fear. We have peace because Jesus is our peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John chapter 14, verse 27. Okay, <clears throat> so Jesus says, you have peace, but the peace I give to you. So everything with Jesus is peace. Everything is with Jesus on his terms. You will have peace on his terms. You will have riches on his terms. And it's up to us to decide whether we will accept this or we will go about our way and believe a lie. Okay. Because <clears throat> back in the day, 
when Christians were getting persecuted, all right, and then Constantine came on the scene, <clears throat> he tried to merge the church, <clears throat> he tried to merge the church and the pagan beliefs of his day to make one. And those who got tired of the persecution, those who got tired of their families hating them, losing businesses and jobs, they favored Constantine's proposal. And those who did not and wanted to stay true to the faith, they were now enemies of the state and they had to flee. <clears throat> okay. That is what I mean that Jesus doesn't provide a safe space. Okay. In China, all right, many Christians were martyred. Wives were harmed. Men were beheaded for their faith. Okay. Even now in a foreign country, you know, an infant <clears throat> is being locked up for life because they had a Bible with their family. Okay. I believe it's North Korea. All right. And this is what is going on. And, but if they trust God, okay, if that little child grows up to trust God <clears throat> in that prison, hopefully they will trust God growing up. Because a lot of people in certain situations, that's the testing ground. And a lot of people don't trust God. They break. All right. There was a story about a man that was in a, a prison. Okay. And um, all he wanted to do was to see his wife. And uh, heard this story, and he was willing to do whatever he could to see his wife, even if it meant denying Christ. And he paid a dear price for that. Okay. It didn't turn out good for him. That's how some people will act under pressure. They can't get food. They can't get water. They can't get basic necessities. And they will turn. They will take the mark of the beast. Because the flesh has gotten hold. And their mind is snapping at the, the constant discomfort. Okay. I remember this other story. I think it was, yeah, in Fox's Book of the Martyrs. I remember reading it about this woman who had a lot of faith in the prison. And the guards bribed the pastor. He was in prison too to kill this woman. And he did. He got tired of he got tired of the pressure. See, when you start living for Jesus. You're around other people who don't really like to live for Jesus. They just like to say the name only. 
they will turn on you or they will become on fire for God. Those are the two things that will happen. Okay. Especially if the guards start saying, you know what, because you're preaching this gospel and you're living it, we are going to make your life uncomfortable by making everybody else's life around you in this prison uncomfortable. So no more food because this person refuses to stop talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you will get bullied. You may even get lose your life. Jesus does not provide safe spaces in that regard. Well, what if God says you're, you know, you know, he's a strong tower to run to? Yeah, he's talking about in prayer. All right. Someone to turn to. He's not talking about literally going to a literal fortress, a literal tower. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Psalm chapter 9, verses 9 to 10. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 4, Jesus is coming down from the mountain, and many people have followed him. A man with leprosy came to ask if he was willing to heal him. Jesus said, I am willing to be cleansed. Can you imagine Jesus saying, saying to you in front of your face, I am willing, peace and joy probably overcame this man and he and who had been suffering for however long he had this disease god had a plan for this man now not everyone that goes through trouble will have the same result this does not mean god is not willing to do a miracle in your life in fact jesus did not do miracles and heal everyone matthew chapter 13 verses 57 to 58 so if god is willing then you are willing then are you willing to let him come to take control of your life, even if you do not know what tomorrow will bring. That's a roll of the dice that many people are not willing to take. Seek first the kingdom of God and his riches, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day, the day it is oh, day is its own trouble. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 to 34. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. John chapter 14, verse 1. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm chapter 34, verse 4. Having faith through tribulations. Jesus often spoke in parables of stories. These parables were difficult to understand for the disciples and the people that followed Jesus. In John chapter 16, verse 21, the Bible states a woman when she is in labor has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish, a joy that a human being has been born into the world. Previously in John chapter 16, verse chapter 16, verse 16, Jesus spoke, A little while you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me, because I go to my father. The disciples did not understand what Jesus was saying. In fact, they would not understand until Jesus appears to them again after his death and resurrection. Luke chapter 24, verse 36. 49. Throughout our lives, we will have circumstances and we will not understand at that moment, but later God will reveal to us and have us understand what he was doing all along during our tribulations. An example in my life is when I found out that my mother was diagnosed 
with stage two melanoma, skin cancer. The story goes back to 2017 when some of my family and I went on a cruise. We were all so excited and expected, but my mother had a huge blister on her arm that looked sore. She was worried, but was not aware of the how bad the situation was. But after, after we came back, my mother went to the doctor, found out her cancer. I was at work when I got the text. Fear rose in me, but at the same time, peace overcame me. When my mother came home that day, she saw me and began to cry. I came to her, hugged her, and as she cried on my shoulder, I said, it will be okay. I honestly did not know for a fact that everything would be okay, but somehow God gave me peace about it. So through all this tribulation, my mother came, became closer to God and rededicated her life to Jesus. Oh, and yes, my mother is, my mother to this day is cancer free. Yes, we will have many troubles and tribulations while we are here. But Jesus said that in him, we will have peace. John chapter 16, verse 33. So as we remain in him, we will have our peace no matter what troubles that come our way. John chapter 15, verse 4. Okay, the peace will remain in our hearts even though, even through troubled times, even when the world hates us, and the world will hate us because they hated Jesus first. John chapter 15, verses 18 to 25. So continue to have faith and persevere through your troubles. God is with you and won't leave your side. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God, our Lord Jesus Christ, through Him, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given, uh, given to us. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Father God, I pray for each and every one of you who reads this, who gives their troubles to you. I pray for the people who are going through tribulations that you will give them the peace and endurance that they need. But overall, I pray for your will to be done in all of us according to your plans in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. And that is basically it. Does that sound like a safe space for you? Oh, sounds like the biblical God right there, you know, clearly portrayed, all right? But a lot of people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about the persecution, all right? They hear about it in church, be like, mm-hmm, amen, amen, but they don't want that to be for their lives. And slowly but surely, it will be that way for their lives. And it's coming because we have so many things coming down the pipe. Okay. We have food shortages. We have war. We have um, the uh, alternative lifestyle mafia coming for our children, trying to normalize uh, relations between adults and children. Okay. And if you're not down, if you're not okay with that, you may get your child taken away. Okay. This is the things that are coming our way. 
this is the life that will be a very real reality for Christians in the West. In the third world countries, it's already that way. All right. You don't have um, people in third world countries. You still have cults that probably preach a lie that we will have Jesus will come before the tribulation period and take us out of trouble. No, Jesus always pushed his church through trouble. He always got his church through trouble, never took them out of it. Okay. And that's that's something that's very interesting. The third world nations, they know that Jesus will always lead them through tribulation because they have suffered tribulation. So they know that that is that is the uh, that is the strangest thing. But that's because of the situations they've been through. In the West, we have been spoiled. Okay. It's the truth. Okay, that's why many don't want to follow him. Okay. Others have counted the cost. And there's a cost to following Christ. All right. And people will forsake you. Let's read what, let's read what the Apostle Paul went through. Demas has forsaken me. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 10. For I am now ready to be offered and... The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, this laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Do thy diligence come shortly unto me? For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed unto Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Paul had come to the end of his life, and he was satisfied. He administered long and hard. He had, he had faithfully done all that the Lord had demanded of him, and now feels that he is ready to die. In our text, Paul made, our state, made some statements that I hope we could all say, I have fought a good fight. In other words, I have fought hard. The Christian life is not a playground, it's often a battlefield. And Paul had fought the spiritual battles like a good soldier. I have finished my course. He meant I finished all that I was supposed to accomplish in this life. Paul knew that he had been assigned certain responsibilities and he had fulfilled them. It was his course and he had to do it. I've kept the faith. Paul meant I was faithful to the Lord, did not waver from the teachings of the scriptures. There were plenty of times when Paul could have gotten discouraged and quit, but he would not. Paul knew he was about to die, but he was not afraid of death. In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18, he speaks of death as a form of deliverance. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me, unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So at the end of Second Timothy, Paul spoke of some of the friends that he had traveled with. There were men who had traveled with Paul, but had now gone to other fields of labor, like Christians and Titus. There was Luke, who stayed at Paul's side until the very end. 
and Tychius, Paul had sent to Ephesus earlier, possibly with the letter for the Ephesians and Colossians. Then there was Astratus, who Paul had requested to stay behind at Corinth, verse 20, and Trophimus, who got sick and had to stop in Miletum. At the end of at the end, he mentions Pudens, Linus, not from the Charlie Brown cartoons, and Claudia and others who sent their greetings. But one man or Miss Team gets a special mention. Paul mentioned him in a way that made him stand out from the rest. This man had traveled Paul for over 10 years through thick and thin, in good times and in bad. This man was there by Paul's side. He had been a good soldier of the cross, a good preacher, the gospel, a missionary, and at one point had even gone to prison with Paul. No doubt he had many experiences that he could share. Great stories of faith, times of peril and times of blessing, times of excitement, times of sorrow. At one point in his life, if he if he were to walk into the church, the pastor would ask him to speak, share what you have done, where you have been. This man is mentioned in three places in the Bible. Colossians chapter 4, verse 14. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Philmon chapter 1, verse 24. Marcus. Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. Colossians chapter 4, verse 14, and Philemon chapter 1, verse 24 were both written around AD 64. But then we have the third reference in our text, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens, to Galatia, and Titus, unto Dalmatia. This last passage was written around AD 66 or 67 AD, but the last words are not so complimentary. Demas has forsaken me. A few of the others had left Paul and left his ministry for various reasons, but Paul did not describe them in the same way. But in Demas' case, Paul uses the word forsake. In Paul's opinion, Demas' actions were not permissible. Demas had, had not simply moved on to another ministry. He forsook the ministry. Demas had been dispatched by the Holy Spirit or even sent out by Paul to some other purpose. His actions were clearly different from the others. Demas was condemned for it. I want us to consider four things. One is record, two is reason, three the result, and four the remedy. His record he forsook. All of the other workers apparently had good reasons for leaving because Paul did not speak negatively concerning them, but Demas was different. He forsook. Let's consider what is that he really forsook. First of all, he forsook Paul. Demas forsook a fellow saint. He Have you ever noticed how backsliders will avoid the saints whenever they can? They do not want to go to church or fellowship with anyone who is right with God. They can't stand to be reminded of the spiritual condition, so they would much rather not be around others who are walking with the Lord. That's why a lot of folks fall out of church. They are forsaking the assembly because they don't want the conviction. Some folks try to hide their condition by making a token appearance in church on Sunday mornings. But they are the last ones to arrive and the first ones to leave as soon as the preacher says amen. Why do backsliders act like that? They do not want to be reminded of the disloyalty to Christ or the betrayal to their heavenly citizenship. And another sad fact about this is that 
Demas left Paul when Paul was at the end of his ministry. Paul had finished his course just a little bit longer and Demas would have finished anyway. And can you imagine the heartbreak that Paul and Luke must have felt when Demas left them? Second, Demas almost also forsook the ministry. He quit his job, a very important job. There was a great work to be done. Paul was spreading the gospel to the entire Roman Empire. A ministry that that big requires help. Initially, Demas was part of the team. But Demas forsook the team. God was doing a great work with Paul's team, but now Demas was no longer part of it. He had an opportunity to be involved in a great ministry, to be used with God to do great things, but he missed out on the great blessing. Demas left the ministry in its time of need. Folks, did you know that God wants to do some great things with his church? Get involved. Be a part of what is appearing, what is happening. A lot of people, like I said, this is not for the faint of heart. And the Christian life is a hard life to live, okay? People want to say, oh, it's an easy life. But when you start mentioning the commands, especially ones of divorce and remarriage, how if you divorce and remarry while your first spouse lives, you are in adultery. And the only way to get out of that, regardless if you got kids with this person, regardless if you have a nice life with this person, regardless if you've acquired property, you have to get divorced because that marriage that you are in is adultery. And you have either to get back with your first covenant spouse or to stay celibate for the rest of your life. And you will see the flood of excuses, the rage, the wailing, the cursing, the insults. Okay. And people blocking you or want nothing to do with you online. Can you imagine what it's like in church? Yeah. Yeah. It's a rough road. How many people made it on that ark? Eight souls. How many people made it through that wilderness in the promised land? How many of the generations? Did everybody make it in or only the young people made it in? And the only two people that have actually made it to the promised land was Joshua and Caleb. <clears throat> That's to tell you how hard this life is. Okay. Some folks are not involved in what is happening in our church right now. They can give you some excuse, I'm sure. Others don't want to be part because they are disgruntled about something. Maybe things aren't going their way. Maybe there are some personality issues. Often these things are so small and so insignificant that they aren't even worth thinking about. And usually our actions are a sign of pride. But that is the time when the ministry needs you. Pray more, love the brethren more, encourage the saints more, provoke them to love and good works. But don't forsake the ministry and don't violate, violate God's commands. Third, Demas forsook, also forsook his calling. He walked out on God's will for his life. Maybe he thought it was too difficult. His calling looked too big, and though he had initially begun, he had no longer to see how he could possibly finish the work. Maybe he thought it was too lonely. Maybe he missed his family and friends. Maybe he was homesick. Maybe he simply got tired. We don't really know. But whatever the whatever excuse Dima might have given Paul, 
under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, recorded records for time and eternity. Demas has forsaken me. Not Demas has forsaken, has taken a test, taken a rest. Not Demas has gone on a honeymoon with his new wife and will return in a few weeks. Not Demas has been called by God to another ministry. Not Demas has retired for health reasons, but Demas has forsaken. His actions will be forevermore recorded in the pages of God's eternal word. It is written, Demas hath forsaken. Demas forsook the will of God for his life. And the warning for us today is this. Could God say the same thing about me? Like I said, the Bible warns about the passions in yourself that would be for the world. And these disciples went without a lot of things, food, shelter, clothing, money. And everybody is not willing to go through that. Okay. That's why Jesus said, count the cost, count the cost. If this is really what you want, Because his life, his will for your life is not cheap. There'll be great joy, but there'll be great pain. And a lot of people can't stand the pain process. <laughs> a lot of people will lash out. A lot of people will curse out. A lot of people will just leave. Or they'll find a false teacher to tell them what they want to hear. Demas was living for today. He wanted this cake right now. He was not heavenly minded. He was not concerned about earthly things, eternal things. He loved this present world. He was living for himself. He was living for this world. How many of us are living for this world? How many in this congregation are trying to fit, fit the mold of this world? How many times have I heard a believer say, come on, preacher, where does the Bible say this is wrong? Listen to me, people. You better check your motives. Are you trying to fit into this present world? Know ye not that friendship with the world is emanated with God. If you are the kind of Christian that you are supposed to be, the world is not going to like you. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 12. Yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus will su shall suffer persecution. Our problem is that we want to be popular. We want everybody to think highly of us. Of course we do. That is only natural. We want who wants to be hated? Who wants to be ignored? But there comes a point when the cost of popularity gets too high, and some of us will sacrifice our spirituality on the altar of the present convenience. That's why you can't you can't really trust politicians. Okay, Christians can't be like, well, Trump is for God. Trump is for the USA. Trump is for God. USA is not for God. It's not for Jesus. The U.S. government is not for Jesus. All right. And you want to fit in. You want to be a part of a Republican Party, be a part of a Democratic Party, be a part of any political party. But in the, at the end of the day, those people serve themselves. They don't serve Jesus. To the Christian the world is not your home. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. For if it was, 
why people would fight. If you want to really see people get upset, say those verses. If you want to see people really get upset, tell them that your candidates, your candidates are both the same party. They're anti-God and they don't love God and they don't obey God. Because if they did, they would lose their president. They would lose everything. Possibly end up in prison for any dirty dealings they have done. Because you have to be popular to succeed in that type of life. And for the Christian, that will definitely become in conflict because you'll be asked to do things in front of the public and behind closed doors that is definitely against the word of God and definitely against Jesus Christ himself, who is God Almighty. Say that to a, to a fellow Christian. See how their face turns. See if they're not brainwashed with the propaganda of today. All right. Stop trying to be liked by everybody. What did Jesus say? John chapter 15, verses 19 to 21. If ye were of the world, the world would love its own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember that the world that remember the word remember the word that I have said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. They have persecuted me, they have persecuted you. They will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Jesus said, you will be hated by all men for my name's sake. Check your motives. Who are you trying to please, God or men? Demas love this present world. But what exactly does that mean? What is the world? First John chapter five, verses 15, chapter two, verses 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, even the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. The lust of the flesh is of the world. Those things that appeal to your flesh, the music that makes you tap your feet when it should be, drawing you to worship those fashions that are designed to draw attention to your sexuality and not your spirituality that carefree feeling that certain recreational pharmaceuticals can bring can bring which opens your mind to all the wrong suggestions the lust of the eyes of the world delight in the scenes of the world what caused the downfall of eve in the garden she saw the fruit what caused the downfall of lot he saw the plains of sodom what caused the fall of Samson? He saw a woman. David is a great example of how the lust of the eyes can bring us down. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from his bed and walked up to the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing her feet. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. This woman was Bathsheba, another man's wife. That was off limits to David. But David succumbed to the lust of his eyes, which led to adultery and then murder. Years later, after failing miserably and paying a great price for his sin, David wrote this, Psalm chapter 101, verse 3. 
I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. If only David had thought that way that night as he stood on the rooftop. If only David had turned away. But the lust of the eyes led to the next downward step. David fell. Doing so, his life is forevermore blemished by his singular horrible sin. Don't you know that your eyes are never satisfied? You will always want more. You are you are on a slippery slope. The pride of life is the world. Consider these thoughts on pride. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself high, more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according to God, have dealt to every man this measure of faith. Galatians chapter 6, or chapter 3. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing he deceiveth himself what exactly was it about the present world that demons love so much that he forsook paul supposed we could hear the last discussion between demons and paul paul i'm really tired of this prison food i'm going back to where the food was better i mean my body's a temple and i need to be i need to be taking better care of it don't i all the prison bed is uncomfortable. Life was so much better in Thessalonica. Some Bible scholars believe that Demas was from Thessalonica. In fact, John Pristhonon is the fourth century applied this. And he wrote, for Demas has forsaken me, having loving this present world and is departed to Thessalonica. That is, having loved his own ease and security from danger, he has chosen rather to live luxuriously at home than to suffer hardships with me and share my present danger. Nicene and post-Nicene Fathers, volume 13. The home, the homelies of St. John Chrysostom on Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 to 13. If that is true, and it certainly seems likely, then Demas gave up and went home. Paul, I'm lonely. I need a wife. Not much chance of finding one there in prison. I'm leaving. There are a lot of pretty girls back home. Paul, I want to hear good music again. Your hymn singing is okay, but I need some variety, you know? Okay, maybe Demas was distracted with the lust of the eyes. Maybe he could maybe he could see out of prison cell window and all the nice things that the neighbors owned. Look at that nice car, Paul. If we weren't in my present condition, I, would, I could have a car like that. I need to get out here, get myself in some better conditions. Wow. That's what a nice house. And look at what I'm living in. This is what I'm going. This is what I get for serving God. I deserve those nice things, too. I'm leaving this place. Look at the satellite dish. I bet they have 300 channels. Boy, it'd be sure it'd be nice to be able to sit back and do nothing for a while. No responsibilities, no problems, no stress. <laughs> Paul, I got a letter from my family today. They said I'm embarrassing to them that I need to give up and come home. Dad said, if I don't give up this crazy religion, you are no longer my son. Paul, I love my family. I must go home. Paul, my old friends don't care if I live or die. I'm branded a social outcast. I'm tired of not fitting in. I want to be accepted. I want to be somebody important. Paul, I'm tired of being a convict. I don't have make any money. People don't respect me. This is no, There's no future advancement. I'm going home. 
these are all things that people will face when you follow in Christ at times. And a lot of people be like, the hell with Jesus. I want my own damn life. People will be that way. People will. I just told you a story about the Fox's Book of the Martyrs where a woman was faithful to God in prison. And the pastor was propositioned by guards to kill this woman to get freedom. Guess what happened to that pastor, though? The guards killed him. <clears throat> it was just fun. It was just for fun for these guards. Some countries like that, there is no God but the God that lives inside those who call who call him Lord, and that is Jesus Christ. That is a scary place to be. And I think when God puts people in those situations, he's really testing you, and he's really going to show you what consequences are like if you disobey him. You know, and God is loving too, but he also pronounces judgment. And right there, that was judgment right there for being a coward. But people are going to do that. Jesus said in the Bible, people are going to turn, mother will turn on daughter, father will turn on uh, son, son will turn on father, daughter will turn on mother, people will love themselves, hating each other, betraying each other, people will betray each other for in these situations, there is not one thing a person will not betray each other for if they're in these conditions. Bar soap, yeah, that guy's a Christian right there, he's the one preaching about God, I could tell you about these other Christians right here, they will do it, human nature will take over from most people. Okay. Paul, look at these clothes. They are worn out, old-fashioned and dirty. Paul, laugh at me. Um, people laugh at me. I'm getting out of here. I need to be more stylish. Can you hear Paul pleading with Demas? Demas, don't do it. You have to deny. You have to deny Christ to get out of here. Think of all that Christ has done to save us. He died for us. Shouldn't we live for him? Demas, you'll be stepping out of God's will. There are no, There is no eternal blessings in the world. Everything you are seeking is going to perish someday. Demas, seek free first the kingdom of God and his riches. Get your priorities right. Demas, don't get distracted. Finish the course. Fight the good fight. Don't let the world force you into its mold. Be not conformed to this world. Demas, put ye on the Lord's jesus christ make no provision for the flesh put put demas but demas made his choice he forsook paul in doing so he forsook the ministry and his own personal calling as well result demas went back to thessalonica he went home went where he was comfortable went back to his old ways have you ever noticed that how backsliders often think that life was better when they were serving sin but oh what a lie of the devil how bondage to sin be better than freedom in Christ. What's more, Paul was left without a helper. That's why Paul said, do thy diligence come shortly unto me. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9, because Demas left me with no left him when he needed help. Now the ministry is short-handed. And why? It's not because there is a lack of people, 
No, it's because it's a lack of surrendered volunteers. And that's what it is. People think church is a building. It's not. You know what church is in the Greek ecclesiasta? All right. The called out ones. Hope I pronounced it right. You know, those are born again and actually follow Jesus. They're far and few in between because everybody doesn't want to take up their cross and deny themselves constantly. It's an ugly life to live. It's not really talked about in most churches because you're not going to get the bills paid in the church. You may have to downsize. You may have to uh, accept offerings that are not really favorable to even pay the bills. You may have to get a job. And for most pastors who want to preach something else, they hate a J-O-B. But J-O-B is a good thing because one of the books in the Bible is Job, J-O-B. The remedy, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For the, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Is not the Father, is not of the Father, but of the, is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Don't fall in love with this world. It is command. It is a command. That means we have control over whether we obey it or not. So how do you keep from falling in sin? Stay away from it. It works with people, and it works with everything else too. That's why husbands and wives get upset when their spouse gets too close to someone else. They know the danger. Stay close to the Lord. Read your Bible. Pray. Love God. He will reward your labor of love. Get closer to him. Demas could have been remembered as a faithful servant, but now he's remembered as the one who forsook. As you know, you know, the music you listen to, as you know, the things that are fun. When you get older, you start to realize those things aren't as popular anymore. Okay? The clothing that you used to wear, the fads you used to take part in, the trend, those trends, fads, trends, they as you get older, no one really does that anymore. You notice that as that's the scripture saying, the world passes away, the trends passes away. All right. And it's very hard. This life is not easy. This life is hard. And a lot of people are not going to make it because... It costs too much. And that is it, really. People don't want to suffer that much for Christ. It is a hard life to live, and a lot of people aren't willing to do it. They're not willing to live a life that will cause this much pain and this much suffering. Because... 
They're not willing to live a life of self-denial day in and day out. And you have to think that it's best that people have the free will to choose because if they were dragged into this faith, they would be a very serious danger to those who actually want to live for Jesus. Those who are holy, let them be holy still. Those who are unholy, let them be unholy still. Those who are filthy, let them be filthy still. God loves us. He gives us a choice. He gives us a choice. He knows the outcome, what we'll choose, but he gives us a choice. He knows who's going to stay with him and who's not. That's just how it is. And we got to thank him for that. Because do you want to be forced into a relationship with Jesus? No. You have to be willing to suffer for him. Willing. Come, let us reason. You got to be willing. You could say yes. You could say no. It's all up to us. There are no safe spaces in Jesus Christ, except the safe space, space that he creates for his children. That is to trust in him and put their faith in him. You won't, your situation may not change. You may not be healed, <clears throat> but you have faith and you have peace with Christ. And you could tell others about his peace. And you could tell others about how what you suffered for Christ and how you're still standing. Just how Christ suffered for you, you suffer for him. And show others how I how you overcame. Okay. That's like being like Christ. Like a person has been through abuse and they've held on to Christ and they chose peace instead of bitterness, forgiveness instead of revenge. And that's how others can see Christ through you. It's hard. That's why it said that the faith is not for everyone. It's really not. Demas forsook Paul. All right, everybody, have a good day. Peace and God bless. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Um, I also have a Spotify uh, audio podcast that you guys can check out, Fight to the Finish. And that is it. Peace and God bless.